Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. This podcast is designed to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Welcome to this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. Thanks for spending some of your valuable time with me. Today we're talking about why today is the day you gotta let go of the old lies that you may be telling yourself about all kinds of things in life and about yourself and what you're capable of. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't yet met, hi, I'm Meredith Newland and I'm in my 17th year of teaching and I'm also an author of two books about teaching and I'm also a book coach specifically for teachers who wanna feel inspired and encouraged and motivated to write that book whether it's their first or their fifth book. And I know that every teacher has a story and something important to say. And I believe that every teacher has a unique voice as well. And I also believe that when teachers tap into their talents and their gifts, and they dare to share those talents and gifts, then they begin to realize their value and they start to feel more valuable and they transform into stronger teacher, more confident woman, a more joyful mom, just the whole shebang. So I love helping teachers transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. And I believe that a lot of that starts with tapping into a creative passion. In my particular experience, it's with writing and publishing a book. And that's what I love helping other teachers to do. So when you literally start transforming into that courageous butterfly and that beacon in the classroom and beyond, and you step into your fullest, most joyful, most authentic self in my book, Free to Teach, I call this your teaching essence, then you inspire everyone around you, your students, your family, your community, you inspire them to do the same. And it's no secret that we are in little bit of a turbulent time when it comes to education. I'm not going to say mass exodus. I'm not going to say total crisis because in some places, some teachers are doing just fine and some schools are doing just fine and some are crumbling. And uh, I saw a post the other day on Instagram that said, doesn't have to be your burden to change the entire education system overnight. So I think that what you can do is make like Gandhi and, and change yourself first, because when you do that, as I said, you inspire everybody else around you to do the same. And this next generation that we're teaching needs you and your message and your book, if you feel called to write one, now more than ever. So let's talk about why it's so important to let those negative lies go. Because the problem of listening too much to that inner critic is rampant among writers and aspiring authors and even accomplished authors. And it's the number one thing that will kill your book idea and your dream of becoming an author faster than anything else before you even have a chance to get started. And that's not fair to you. And it's not fair to the message that you're here to share. And it's not fair to those who are here to receive that beautiful message that's inside your soul. So while there are so many reasons why listening to the lies in our head is an epidemic, one of the top reasons is simply that many writers, especially women writers, and in a profession that is comprised of 80% women, the education profession, we can get overly concerned about what other people are gonna think 
of us or our books. And we've been conditioned to believe that if we show up and share, that will be called extra or too much or any of the other messages that we've received along the way about who we should be. And if it's less than perfect, if it's less than acceptable, then we should just pack it up and go back home. <laughs> and I don't believe that that's true. If you've ever experienced this, then you know what I'm talking about. And I want you to know that you're not alone. If you find yourself worrying too much about what somebody's going to think about you or your passion or the way that you teach, or if you're an aspiring author, maybe it's your book or your dream. I know how that feels, but the first thing you got to do is ask yourself, are you pursuing this dream or are you writing this book or are you experimenting with this creative passion? Are you doing that to seek the approval of people who most likely aren't even going to understand what you're trying to do? Or are you starting this dream or writing this book or igniting your creative passion so that you can simply share your truth so that maybe this gift that you have inside that you're wanting to share with the world can help the people that you are meant to serve because it doesn't matter that the people who aren't meant to receive your gifts may have an opinion about your gifts because they're not who you're talking to. They're not the people that you're sharing this gift for, whether it's writing or anything else. They don't necessarily even understand the incredible gifts that are within you. So basically you get to identify their opinions as just that opinions and you get to decide whether those opinions are true or false and lies might be a strong word, but that's essentially what they are. They're lies. And you don't know for sure that people are even thinking about you. If you're daring to share that creative passion within you, you don't even know for sure that they're thinking anything negative, but as I just explained, it ultimately doesn't matter because if they're not who you're here to share your creative passions and gifts with, then you can just let them have their opinion and not give that opinion any power over you and not let it stop you for one second from sharing all those gifts that are in your head and your heart or writing that next page or painting that next painting or planning that next dynamic lesson or just going for that dream that you have within you. So once you turn your focus from fear and lies to faith and love, then you can fall in love with the process and release the outcome and what others are going to think about that outcome and the process of how that outcome is achieved. It doesn't really have as much of a hold on you anymore because you tap into this truth that the process and your passion for that process, whatever it may be for you, was placed in your soul for a reason. Your gifts that are inside of you as a teacher or as a creator, they are incredible. And the people who are meant to receive them are going to see those gifts very clearly. And all of the things that need to happen when it comes to the details of maybe how you structure sharing your message or your gifts. And when it comes to my book coaching clients, it's like the revision process for the books and the editing and the structuring and the outlining and the launching and the publishing and all that. We don't have to worry about that yet because it's going to come later, but 
if you've got a creative passion within you that you are wanting to pursue, maybe you want to go get an advanced degree, or maybe you want to start an online side business, or maybe you want to leave teaching and you're pursuing other careers, whatever it is, I want you to know that if it's on your heart, it's there for a reason and you deserve to give it some TLC and some nurturing love and attention. And it's like trying to grow a garden with pruners. You can't start it that way. You've got to water the garden and give it sunlight and get something growing before you get to hacking away at the weeds, so to speak. So before you even have a chance to get started, those negative lies can run the show and we got to get them out of the driver's seat. And the question is, how? How do you not allow those negative lies in your head to run the show? Well, I'm going to share with you three steps that you can take today to do just that. So here's the first step to overcoming the lies in your head. It's to confront and to get real about the lies. And that means write them down. It may take you three minutes or it may take you three hours. However long it takes, the more you write out what's going through your mind and the more specific you get, the more powerful this exercise can be. We're not going to stay there in that negativity. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole of turmoil and endless feeling really junky and crappy about ourselves and our lives. We're not doing that. So don't worry that you're going to be going down this, um, you know, like I said, a rabbit hole of misery and self-loathing and, and shame and blame. But we have to face the truth of what we're feeling before we can heal. So one of my clients last fall was about to finish her book. And she got very real. Her book is for teachers. And she got very real about her fears. And she started writing them all down. And once she started to do this, it was really powerful because she was able to identify them. And it's kind of like when you're getting all of the junk out, as Marie Kondo asks us to do with the life-changing magic of tidying up. She says, take all your stuff out, put it in the middle of the room. And then, you know, when you get it out, that's like step number one. So get it out, get very real. And only you know what this is and only you have to look at it. And a lot of the times we feel ashamed of not meeting certain standards or not measuring up to somebody else's expectations. And that place of shame is so incredibly um, detrimental. And Brene Brown is the expert on that, of course. You can check out her book, Atlas of the Heart, for more about this um, shame research that she conducts. But it's just such a detrimental and really, um, I don't know, just it just backfires on us. Shame, it really doesn't have much of a place. And we learned it as little girls. We learned um, how to behave and fit in because if we didn't, we would be shamed. And maybe sometimes we've turned to this in the classroom or with our own kids. We shame them as a way to get them to follow in line. And it's not something that we're proud of, but it's something that we were conditioned to believe as the way to get things done. But when we stop to question it, beginning with our own shame-based lies that are going through our head, that's where we can start to get power over it. So you might have this negative lie or fear that's running through your head that starts with, who am I? And I hear this a lot from my clients. Who am I to be an author? 
Who am I to want to publish a book? Who am I to like get on Instagram and build a brand or something like that? I'm not enough. I don't have enough to say. I'll run out of things to say. I'm less than so-and-so. I'm not important. Who am I to contribute my voice? And Marianne Williamson says in her famous quote, actually, who are you not to be? You can look up that quote, but she goes on to say, uh, the world really, and I'm paraphrasing, but, and I share this quote with my students a lot. Who are you not to be? Who are you not to share your voice? Your playing small does not serve the world. We have been conditioned to like not take up too much space, not shine our not shine our light, or else we'll be extra. My friend Dana Thomas of Happy Teacher Revolution says the only difference between extra and extraordinary is a little. Wait, I'm sorry. The only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is being a little extra. So it's okay to be a little extra because if it triggers somebody, then let them be triggered. It's not your problem. And uh, sometimes we just need to kind of understand that we cannot walk on eggshells all the time. You know, we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to offend people. We don't want to deliberately cause any sort of pain to others or alienate or exclude people. But when you're just showing up and sharing your truth and, and really just being yourself and somebody's got a problem with that, sometimes you need to make like Faith Hill, one of my favorite singers of all time, when she was going through her transition from like, not transition, but she was sort of like uh, crossing into, crossing over, I think it's called, crossing over from country music into more pop music. She got a lot of flack. And uh, she said in an interview one time, I'll never forget it. I think she was being interviewed by Barbara Walters. She said, you know, if somebody's got a problem, I'm just trying to do the best I can. I'm just trying to make music that comes from my soul and try to reach as many people as I can who, who will be positively impacted by that. And if somebody's got a problem with that, it might just be their problem. And I never forgot that. I think it was like 20 years ago now that she was, yeah, 20 years ago, maybe even more than that. And I just, I was, I, I felt very impacted by that. If, if somebody's got a problem, it might just be their problem. And if you think about people that you admire, for me, it's Faith Hill and others. Maybe for you, it's Michelle Obama, or maybe it's somebody else that is really just a huge light in your life. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt, I don't know, whoever it is that you admire. Maybe it's uh, Madeline Albright or um, Margaret Thatcher. I don't know who it is. Desmond Tutu, whoever it is. When you think about people that you admire, every single person who ever has dared to step out and be different and share and blaze a trail and really light the way for others, they've been whacked down. They've been knocked down. They've been criticized. People have talked smack about them. They have been called names and shamed and blamed. And they kept on going anyway. So if you're asking yourself, who am I? Who am I? Just remember, who are you not to be? Because when you shine your light, as Marianne Williamson put it, you unconsciously liberate others to do the same. And liberation is why we're on earth. We did not come to this planet at this time to be caged and trapped and imprisoned in our own souls. It's time for you to step out and to live your best life right now. 
So the reason it's so important to get all of those negative lies out, kind of like junk, is because it's about facing it. And the acronym for fear can stand for forget everything and run. And it can also stand for face everything and recover. I didn't make that up, but you can take that and remember it. So instead of forgetting everything and running, why not face everything and recover and heal and deal? You know how you clean out your fridge and there's that cauliflower that's been sitting there just taking up space? Like maybe you were at the grocery store or the farmer's market and you're like, I think I'm going to make something with some cauliflower this week. If you have not been in that position, I've been in that position recently, and I ignored that cauliflower for as long as I could. I thought, someday I'm going to make something healthy with it, because I do make, you know, soup with cauliflower occasionally, but it basically sat in my refrigerator for way longer than I want to admit. And I didn't want to admit that I wasn't going to use it. So it just sort of stayed there and I crammed more food in the fridge in front of the cauliflower and subconsciously I was thinking, I don't have time to clean that out. I might use that cauliflower in a recipe someday. It's, it's probably not bad, but I knew in my heart that it was, I knew that it was getting moldy and I knew that if I left it there, it was going to make everything else in my refrigerator gross. And I'm not trying to be all disgusting with this analogy, but that's really what the negative lies do in our brain if we leave them there for too long. Like I said, I know that's a really disgusting analogy, but who hasn't been there? We've all been there. We've all had expired useless junk in our fridge that we knew needed to go. And just like a messy fridge, we've all had a messy mind. So the first thing is to recognize the junk that's causing that mess and acknowledge it. Don't ignore it anymore, okay? So that's step number one. Get out your pen and your paper and write out those negative lies that are going through your head when it comes to you being kept from whatever it is that you want in your life right now. The negative lies. Get them out on the page. Don't ignore them anymore. That brings us to tip number two. What do we do now that we've gotten it all out? Well, it's kind of the same thing you would do with that expired salsa or whatever you got in the fridge, you'd replace it. If you've got expired stuff in your fridge, you replace it with fresh stuff like the salsa. You would replace it with fresh salsa. It's the same thing with the negative lies. You literally replace them. You flip them around and you rewrite them. Those lies and negative thoughts got imprinted and jammed and crammed into your mind like a moldy piece of junk in the fridge and they got imprinted and jammed and crammed in your subconscious somewhere along the line. So this was probably not your fault and it is your, it's within your power to change it though. So my friend Heather and I were talking the other day and one of the negative lies that she has overcome is the lie you should have known better. That was something that got imprinted in her subconscious long, long ago. The other weekend, she'd ordered some books that were supposed to arrive at this big speaking engagement that she had, but the books went to the wrong place. And she was really upset with herself at first. And the message that came up for her was, you should have known better. She was speaking to herself like that, like you should have known better. But before that thought carried her away into oblivion, <laughs> She was able to trace it back to something in her childhood and then again in her early adulthood. 
and she remembered that somebody had berated her for something that was absolutely not her fault. And she had the wherewithal and the self-awareness to recognize it before it ran away with her and sabotaged her and her success. And she asked for help and her daughter stepped up and she said, mom, let me help you. I can help you get those books. And with the help from her wonderful daughter, she ended up getting the books at the right place at the right time. And she ended up selling like dozens of copies of her book the next day. And she made several sales. Her book is called Take Back Your Light, by the way. It's an amazing book. So we don't need to do a deep dive into your childhood right now. And we don't need to figure out when and how those negative thoughts came about because the reasons and the ways that those lies got into your subconscious is just a little too complex to tackle today. And I'm not a licensed therapist who is equipped to, to help you dive deep like that, but there is something that we can tackle today. And that is the process of rewiring, replacing, rewriting those negative thoughts. And I'm telling you firsthand that doing this literally can change the game. And our minds have something called neuroplasticity. You can Google this. <laughs> neuroplasticity. I love that word because it reminds me of flexibility. And that's how our brains are. Our brains are like muscles that can grow and get stronger. You can change your actions by changing the thoughts that you're thinking. Maybe you've heard of this and you've tried it the law of attraction, what you think about, you bring about all that stuff. Yeah. And you say, I've tried that. It doesn't work. But let me gently challenge you to try again, because it's kind of like going to the gym for, I don't know, three or four days and you don't see any results and you say, well, I give up. I went for three or four days and it didn't work for me. That's not how it works. It takes day after day after day of repetitive building up of your muscles before you see those results. And then one day you look in the mirror and you're like, huh, I really have changed. I really do see some improvement. It starts kind of small and then it becomes more and more noticeable. And before long, you're like, whoa, that's a transformation right there before my very eyes. That's how it works when you rewire those neural pathways and you kind of repaid the road, so to speak so that those lies in your head are not keeping you from getting to where you want to go. And the reason this is so important is because your dream will not be achieved or your book will not be written or your PhD will not be attained. If you allow those lies, which are based in fear, which come from that inner critic to run the show, because if the fear and the lies are running the show, then the truth and the faith, and the joyful transformation within your soul that is yet to <laughs> take place, all of that will not be unleashed into this world and change lives and uplift the people who are meant to receive your gifts and who are meant to be helped and changed and transformed by all of the gifts within you. That cannot happen if the lies are running the show. So we've got to take them out and replace them with the positive, more empowering thoughts. This is something that I go deep into with my clients in my transformed book coaching program. And if you want to get serious about this, you can go to my website, meredithnewland.com forward slash blueprint, and you can set up your free author activator session. And this is an opportunity for me to help you really get clear on your book and your book idea and help you get it 
um, you know, in that place where you're feeling a lot more motivated and encouraged to get going with it. But let's talk about the third and the final secret for today when it comes to overcoming those lies in your head. This is something that can really change the whole game for you. The lies are happening in your head. Our brains, and our brains are incredible superpowers. We love our brains. We love our minds. We love what they do for us. We are so grateful for our brains. But sometimes what's happening in that place between our ears is happening in some rough neighborhoods, so to speak, some rough territories. We don't need to be hanging out there for too long. Sometimes our head, um, the things that happen in our head are, are just really kind of wacky and we don't need to be letting that run the show. Let's, let's just depart for a few moments from that scary neighborhood of our head, our brain, and all of the mental junk that's going on up there and lead less with our heads and tune in instead to our heart. And a simple way to do this is to practice what's called the heart breath. And you can check out more about this at the Heart Math Institute if you want to look that up, the Heart Math Institute. But I'm going to lead you through a quick version of how you can practice this. And I know that there are many mindfulness experts out there who can do this even better than I can. But you can just literally call on this whenever you need it or whenever you want it when you're in the middle of a stressful day, if you have a really challenging class. If you are just coming home after a long day and you are exhausted and overwhelmed and you just don't have any more energy, you can tap into this. So what this does is it reduces your stress and your fight or flight mentality so that you can flow into more of that love and creative joy that comes from getting lost in the process of creating or writing or dreaming. And all of this doesn't have to be drudgery. It shouldn't be drudgery, actually. It can be pure magic. You don't have to do this alone. So basically what you're going to do is put your hand on your heart and breathe in for three seconds and hold it up and breathe out for three seconds. And just really imagine that you are breathing in through your heart and breathing out through your heart. So when you do this, it's almost like you're imagining your heart like a beautiful expanding balloon as more air comes in and then releasing it. And it's almost like you're purifying and cleansing your heart and you're allowing your heart to really receive life. So that heart breath can work wonders when it comes to letting go of those negative lies. That's what I've got for you today. And if you want more support on overcoming those negative lies in your head, so that you're really tapping into your creative vision or tapping into your dreams or churning out those pages if you want to become a published author, whatever it is that is on your heart and, and things that you want to just get out into the world and you want to make come true, um, I encourage you to reach out to me. I'd love to get to know you better. You can go to my website, thetransformedteacher.com. You can find a lot of resources there. If you want to book a complimentary author activator session, you can go to meredithnewland.com forward slash blueprint, or you can simply email me. You can find me on Instagram at meredithnewland. I just want to get you set up with whatever you need um, and have a heart to heart about helping you achieve all those beautiful visions that are in your head and your heart. I really believe in you and I believe that you can do this. And 
I would love to know if these strategies have helped you and how they're working for you. You are always free to reach out with any questions or comments. I'm here for you. I'll see you back here soon with another episode and we'll be talking about all kinds of things to help you transform from overwhelmed to overjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I look forward to catching you next time. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. If you're ready to thrive with less stress and more joy, I've got a lot more resources for you over at my website, thetransformedteacher.com, where you can grab your free digital copy of my latest book, Freed to Teach, Seven Keys to Thrive in an Era of Uncertainty. It was a number one new release in education problem solving, and it's been called a must read for any educator. If you're ready to experience a better way to teach and live, then let the tools in this book help support you. You'll find out exactly how to go from overwhelmed to organized, from frazzled to focused, from burned out to balanced, from stressed to streamlined, from exhausted to energized, from purposeless to passionate, from chaotic to calm and confident. So when you infuse your life with the secrets you'll learn in this book, everything changes. You're a teacher for a reason. There's a different and better way. Now's your time to become free to teach. So head on over to the transformedteacher.com to get your free e-copy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.